Welcome everybody to episode 90 of the Dodcast. Today I have Wade Desir on with me. Wade, say hello. What's up, everyone? <laughs> um, yeah, so I need you guys all to first like, subscribe, follow, share with some friends, or just continue watching. Whatever whatever way you can support, I'd appreciate. Um, yeah, so Wade, I reached out to Wade. Uh, when did I reach out to you? Like, a week it was ago? sometime late last week, I think. Yeah, uh, based on some things that that you had posted, I was like, I just want to talk to Wade more about this stuff. And uh, not that we talked at all in high school, mm-hmm. really, but we did go to the same high school. Yes. True. So uh, Medford native, which is awesome. Um, did you live anywhere else growing up or all Medford? Uh Honestly, I mean, I was born back in Haiti, so like for the You're first ten Haiti. years of my life. Yeah, oh, dude, fucking place! I was out of country. Yeah, <laughs> so much to talk about. Um, exactly, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Um, okay, so on top of that, yeah, I asked you to be on, but what else is it that you do if you were someone were to ask you like what what's been going on in the past like I guess couple of years in your life? What do you, what have you been up to? Oof, yeah, that's a very um, wide-reaching question. So yeah. I've been doing so many things, honestly. Um, I was in the past couple of years. At some point, I was here at UML. I think. You were. Um, I think we just talked about this earlier. I, I was here at UML for just this one semester. Um, I was exploring things. I guess you know, you could say um, I thought the college life was for me. Mm. Um, tried it out. Ended up not really clicking with it. So um, somewhere along the way, something happened as well, personal in in my personal life yeah. that kind of like threw me off. And then I took the situation to like, hey. Let me take a different direction. Let me flip things off mm. to um, see where we're going to go. So um, decided to leave UMass Lowell at that point. Spent like a year, like, I guess you could say soul searching, doing some things. Ah. Um, and then like after that, I did quite a few more things. I So I worked for a bit, but then like I took part in this um, boot camp called Resilient Coders, uh, which was for software engineering. Um, and that's really what got me into my career and everything that I do today. Mm. Um, yeah, and... There's been a lot of things going in or going on here and there, but um, we can definitely go into more detail regarding what you're interested in. Yeah, um, I would say it's interesting how, because I don't consider, let me gather my thoughts before I speak, actually. I, I tend to not do that. I tend to just start talking <laughs> and seeing if the words make sense. Uh, gathering my thoughts, though. I consider, like, work and hobbies and some things like that. I mean, not hobbies, work, school, things you're like required to do. I like almost don't consider that life. It's almost like it's a different aspect of your life. There's like mm-hmm. two is like my personal and then professional, I guess. It's funny just how much your personal life impacts your professional. Like something happened, like I, I, we don't have to talk about it, but whatever happens, happens to you personally. Like I've had things happen. Like everyone has had like something arise at some point Mm -hmm. um some more dramatic than others and that can wildly impact your professional life exactly like you ended up finding like yourself and then finding like something that you're like oh this is interesting school might not have been the thing but this this thing i can do and it has led to where you are today which if you are a man of faith you probably are one of the people that are like where i am today there's nowhere i'd rather be than this place right here so Mm -hmm. Um, it's really incredible to, to see people be able to constantly, everywhere you look, people are turning things around for the better, which is really cool. Um, but getting into that though, I want to start with what you do for work. So you start as, so you, you have software, software engineering? Yep, software engineering. And then, um, you also 
What did you, what did you, what was your uh, trade in high school? What was that? I did robotics and engineering. Robotics yeah. engineering. So mm-hmm. you just got the engineering mind. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I've always been, you know, a tinker, I guess, with my hands, always fixing things. Um, I love tech, you know. Where does that come from? Do you know? Ooh, uh, honestly, I think it's just like an innate thing in myself. I started off just like breaking things. And of course, my parents <laughs> would get mad. Yo, you broke the computer again. Yeah, so yeah. like, I'll, you know, I'll end up fixing it. And then I'm like, you know, there's like the whole tech guy, I guess, to your friends and relatives that like, oh, this thing's broken. Let's, let's set up a way to fix it. So yeah, yeah. that's, uh, I guess, how you could say I started. And then I got to high school and um thankfully there was that uh robotics and engineering shop available that was super cool to be a part of yeah so that's a different experience than like your typical high school mm-hmm. like class going experience and i think that definitely could have tailored some of the ways you look at school and it also because my dad always said that they didn't have trades when he was a kid like at least not the way that they do at medford high like yeah. you go to the Vogue or do this um so he always said like he, he hated school school wasn't for him he didn't learn well but he would have loved to work with his hands and like do some carpentry or engineering of some sort um and i think that's a very valuable path to have open to people especially if you got that like tech thing going too because it's just like everywhere like everything's a computer everything is software so Mm -hmm. the more people we can get to kind of understand that stuff the more but the better off the world's gonna be because it's everything you know um what is something that you've like built? Because engineering is all about like building something, fixing things. What's something that you've built, like fixed or whatever, that you really feel like that's like your piece? Like that's something that you take a lot of pride in. Yeah, I guess towards the end of my high school career, I built this thing called um, a POV display. POV stands for persistence of vision. Um, and just a quick explanation. Uh, so basically, persistence of vision is being able to like recognize a pattern or um, some sort of shape or image within something that is spinning at a specific rate, right? So it was this this fan-shaped thing. This is also on my portfolio, my website, if okay. anyone wants to take a look at it. Um, so it's a, it's a fan sitting on top of a motor. It's spinning around. It's got some LEDs sitting on it. Okay. Um, and so with code, with programming, we are able to blink those LEDs in a specific at a specific rate based on how fast it's spinning to like display an image or um, wow. text and yeah it's really cool really yeah. so so like if a fan so it's like you you tape the leds in the fan it spins then you can have it make like a, like a square exactly example. yeah or i don't know why i did a diamond so it's like <laughs> a square right yeah mm-hmm. that's really sick I, so this is i guess this is a fucking huge question i'm about to ask you so take in layman's terms like how do you do that like how do how do you go about doing that? Like, yeah, it's um. There's a lot of steps I'd say. So for this specific project, I like went really deep into it. Like I had like machining, like literally, like I took pieces of metal and shaped them to what I wanted it to be to build this thing. Um, so there's like there was a lot of steps, but I first off, what you got to start off with is an idea, right? Figure out what you want to make, right? Um, either what problem does it solve or like how it will be entertaining or interesting or intriguing in some way so figure out what you want to build um then you gotta line it up figure out the steps hey how am i gonna get there um by saying uh, i need these tools i need these um objects whatever it is to to put it all together and from then on is just a lot of um experimenting you know like learning i I think it's a big learn as you go 
thing. Mm. Um, I think as you start off with, it's not always going to be clear cut. Yeah. But as you learn and as you um, practice these things, you'll get a lot better. So it's like ideation, resourcing, researching, and experimenting. Yeah, you were to put exactly. it into four words. Those are the yeah. four words. Yeah, I don't know why when you were saying these things, it was translating to a word in my head. And I was like, that'd be a good four-word way to describe <laughs> that process. Because um, it's hard sometimes to even get an idea as to what you're going to be engineering, you know. And I, I've, ta- I've had a couple engineers on here before, like biomedical. I've had, uh, what's the, what's like the base? It's like not general engineering. There's like this thing, this, I don't know. It's like they, they'd be working on like a bridge. You could say architectural. Um, I don't know how the fuck. I don't know. I don't know the terms, but it was yeah, like a broad. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. They said it was like a broad umbrella term for like a base, like so. So it just allows them to try different things, engineering wise. But and now software engineering, and it's also it's, it encompasses a lot of like your hands-on stuff too. Like just because mm-hmm. you're a software, like you're working on like the software to make these shapes, but then you also need to have the actual thing working. Yeah. To then like apply these things. And unless you're working in a big company, which you probably won't start in, assuming like, you know, you started in high school, you're going to have to do some of that shit yourself. Mm-hmm. So did you have like a team with you or were you doing that basically by yourself? So most of it was by myself, but, you know, being part of the Vogue, there's a teacher yeah. um, there to help you. So we had a machining teacher. That was his specialty um, was machining. And so he was able to like guide me through um, using some, this thing called a lathe, which was what you're able to cut these like metal pieces off with. You know, it'll you get a piece of metal um, and it spins at a specific rate, right? It's connected to a motor, spins super super fast, and then you like basically cut into it with um, these shaping tools as it's spinning around to build these things. Um, it kind of be it like it can kind of be super scary because of just like the rate that it spins at. And it's yeah. like this huge machine, so. Um, he helped me out with that and there's like the more robotics oriented parts, the, the software stuff I had mm. to get some help with, um, from my other teacher. Um, but overall there's always like, I think the biggest thing today is that people have access to the internet. So mm. when it came down to the point where I can get help from either of them, you know, hit Google, you know, that's yeah. where you get everything. Have you been using the uh, chat GPT? I did take some, um, I did take like a few minutes to look at it. It's super interesting. Like, <laughs> it is, man. Yeah, it's, it really it's is. advanced, definitely. Yeah, it's, um, cause it's just the ability to like make something learn is like, that's the most fascinating thing in the world. And then also be able to interpret that learning and spit it back out as a learned subject. You know, like think about how intelligently you can speak about you know let's just say robotics for example as opposed to like your average uh, human like you know a lot more about this stuff because of all the years of learning and then you've had to explain to people before so the more you explain the better you are at it all that it's like this ai it's like you give it it and it already has the years of explanations and experience and all that shit just programmed in so you can just teach it a little bit about basketball and it will be able to explain everything about basketball it's um I've been using I've been messing around with it a lot. Really interesting, really really interesting type of thing. It's kind of gotten me into this whole tech thing and like I don't know I've always I don't have an engineering brain I have a more like idea creation type of brain I like to like think of things and stuff like that. 
and then I need engineers probably one day in my life to help me follow them through. But um, that's also a cool relationship too. Like the idea of like the engineer, like the person that actually is making it and the people that come up with the ideas. I feel like it's typically a different people. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, engineers most of the time are really good with the implementation side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say that engineers don't come up with their own ideas. They definitely right. do. They spend a lot of um, um, time thinking and figuring things out. But I think the other side is where you have maybe the better word would be an inventor, someone who can think about these ideas and um, figure out exactly what they want to achieve. Mm, and like the needs that they're trying to appease like an engineer a typical you know you don't want to generalize anybody because as you said like there's millions of engineers that have come up with their ideas as well but as they're so focused on the process of creating it and then like experimenting is like that all that focus for an inventor for someone of that like an idea creator that's all they're doing is just focusing on ideas what the market needs what people need what they need and how they can fix that, or and, and that could be anything. It could be entertainment. It could be all types of stuff. Um, so you also have designed, like, some websites as well. Is that what I was seeing on your website? Yeah, yeah. Um, so right now, the work that I do is um, web development. I'm a web developer um, for, like, my day-to-day life right now. Um, I'm doing freelance, which is basically owning my own source, like, sort of company. I find clients who need a website done, and I'll be like, hey, I'll get this done for you for this price. And I'll go ahead and create the website for them. So, um, yeah, my website is sort of like my portfolio where I store my past projects. Like, hey, this is what I worked on before. This is why you should hire me. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here are some examples. So that's um, that's what I'm doing right now. And I really enjoy web development. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, like, sort of, like, going into the realm of app development as well. So I've started making some apps. Um, wow. At least spent a lot of time getting some experience doing that so so what kind of apps um so to begin with the first app that i like started off creating was some sort of marketplace app it was just an example um something to build with and then i was with this startup for a little bit as well they were creating a um a chat like a new social media app um that was gonna have like a lot of basically ai features implemented in them to like sort of like target a new market you know that's out there um to have something different that others didn't. Um, so I worked with them for a while. Um, didn't enjoy working at the company super like a lot. So I ended up um, taking a taking a leave. But now I'm focused more on um, my personal web development and also um, I'm interviewing with a couple of companies right now to to get a new job, like a more permanent position. So that like, because as a freelancer, you don't know where your next gig is gonna come from. You mm-hmm. know, like I have a couple people right now that I'm working with, but you don't always know if you're going to find that next person who needs a website built. So, you, right. you, you know, you don't have that solid source of income. It's, mm. it's you know, it's a come-as-it-goes basis. Uh, so I was looking at some of the websites you designed. Really cool-looking website. And also, it's really interesting when you're a website designer, because I've had, I had one website designer, or web developer, I guess, um, was on the podcast before, and he made the website. I think it was for his company called it was Uber Jets. It's not Uber. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think they're actually even related to Uber. I don't think that they're owned by Uber, but that's what they call themselves. And mm. it's just private jet Uber. That's basically what it is. Like, wow. Yeah. It's like really rich people just like 
like you know they need to get somewhere so they Sounds just like a cool project yeah it was really cool to look at like look at the the results but yeah you had a website as well and that's what you need it's like your resume it says it's like proof is in the pudding for you guys mm-hmm. like it's like you need to like your website looks good it looks professional and like i like the graphic i like like that it spells out your name and um i like the the way that you show your catalog of work was pretty cool too but that's your resume is like my own website and then on top of that this is the more professional stuff i do this is my creative touch this is what i my website would look like and this is all the stuff i like to do professionally and uh app development's cool too i've never really this is my issue i love things i love stuff but i've never like made the stuff that i'm using all the time and that Mm -hmm. i give so much credit for like i really do think it's amazing like what engineers do you know more like mechanical and then also like biomedical software whatever you're if people are making stuff i'm i fucking you know hands claps to you because it's so difficult to really get an understanding of it it is because it's scary you know yeah like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to think through yeah do you remember your first time like being introduced to like i guess your first like engineering concepts and like what kind of happened with that like why why did you pursue it like did you see early success or anything did it click um i mean i guess relating to like freshman year of high school where i first got introduced to the um the robotics shop i i was super excited to like just be part of it i think because you know i had always loved working on stuff like that before um so when it came down to it i was like super interested i think i was definitely um I might have been like you know intimidated at some points just because it was new. Like we were using this thing called a breadboard to um, basically connect LEDs and these like um, these few things together to like make a microcontroller work in a certain way. Cool. Um, connect this like sort of system on like this board that's like right in front of you. Hey, how we're we gonna make this LED blink this certain amount of times? Um, so that was cool. That was like kind of like the introductory to the class. Um, so that was I guess that was super cool to do. And I can't really think of a specific time that I've like ever been super scared of like of getting into engineering. I guess the best that I could say would be my internship that I had started off with. It had been some some like pretty intense stuff that they like introduced me to and asked me to do. So it was sort of um, new to me. And mm. So I had to like figure figure out like how to get things going. Um, but the thing is with software engineering if you have some sort of experience right with anything else it'll just take you a certain amount of time to get comfortable with whatever Mm. it is because if you have that engineering mind and it's a lot it's a lot of like problem solving and puzzle um puzzle work so if you have that understanding from other things it's always easy to just apply it to this current situation that you're in that's what that's another thing that's really cool about engineers it's like a it's like a whole herd of our population are just engineers they just like to solve problems and you guys just like to do things by like i guess like a format like you love like when stuff's like really like got like a not like a clear path to solving it but like finding that clear path like making the path clearer yeah. is really it's very rewarding for like an engineer and um do you feel like i you kind of said that you kind of said that you felt like it was very innate but do you feel like you see the world through like an engineer's eyes? Like, does that kind of ever come to your mind, or do you just feel like you're just living normal and then you just do engineering? Yeah, I wouldn't say I've ever 
I don't notice it if, if I do. Mm. Um, I always... I guess the biggest thing that I have is like, I've noticed that some sometimes like other people don't have like an automatic, um, I guess, like people don't automatically have this that I've noticed is that there's the intuition for me. Um, sometimes it's like sometimes I'll, I'll be experiencing this thing or I'll be like introduced to this new tool. And a lot of times my friends or like people that are around me, sometimes they'll like be a little bit um, trying to like figure out, hey, how do you actually do this? How do you actually do this? But I'll look at it and like I'll just it's like I, I'm I know how people think. Right. I know how people create things. And it's sort of like this. It's what UI developers and UX developers do is that they create programs and software in a way that they can be easily um, understood by the users. So for me, when I when I come to something that's new, that I'm not too entirely um, used to, I just I take guesses like they're basically educated guesses based mm. on my previous experience, right? So I have like really good intuition when it comes to these new tech, um, like this, this new tech that I'm like introduced to or these yeah. new softwares. So I'm just like easily, um, I easily adapt. That's um, that's a really cool way of putting like the generational difference too. Like mm-hmm. obviously with more advanced things like. You got people like me, like hands down, your way, like more, your way ahead. Just by looking at it, you can kind of assume what's going yeah. on. Um, whereas me, it's a little bit harder with some things. But with a phone, like you give me like an iPhone or any generation, mm-hmm. really, I can like I don't, I don't have the newest iPhone. It's a pretty new iPhone, but I don't have the newest one. But you give me the newest one, I can figure that out because I've been I've been doing it my whole life. You gave me a random remote controller, I can probably tell you where the batteries are. You know, whereas like some old timer maybe they yeah. maybe they, they grew up click changing the button on the tv and maybe they grew up they without a phone and they're still using a flip they finally get that iphone at 65 years old they got no intuition it's like, yeah, as to where these things here? can be yeah. like where's my settings <laughs> app i'm like oh it's probably the gear yeah icon because that's what mm-hmm. it is on everything exactly like, on everything what do you mean everything i don't have everything yeah. so it's really that's a really cool way of putting it i have never put that together I think it's just something like you know in the back of your head, but mm-hmm. putting words to it is cool. Um, but do you feel like, I guess the remote controllers is the first thing I thought of, like an Xbox remote. Yeah. I hold it in my hands, and then I know on the back is like the battery cartridge, and I know what those paddles mean, like negative and positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's such a small example. You kind of have that on like a much wider scale. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like you could break, you could probably open the controller back, mm-hmm. and change like. The buttons yeah and i think that's just a skill that you build up right i'm not saying that like people just don't normally have it right because right. the thing is when i do come to a situation like that i might not even know but over time right i've come to other similar situations and oftentimes i've guessed my way to it and so as it's kind of like machine really learning cool. you know really, as yeah. you're like as you're getting used to these things and you're um, trying them out the next time you're introduced to something like you know, to another problem you have to solve you're like oh well next last time I did this in a specific way I did that in a specific way so let's instead of like guessing like from without like instead of guessing from the beginning let me guess with this new knowledge that I've had from last time and so it's a lot less that I have this special tool that everyone had like the special eye that other people don't have but it's more like I'm able to interact and act quickly because i've had so much more experience right yeah it's i think learned. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love I love that idea. It's kind of like I had someone explain engineering to me this way once. I'm gonna butcher it. I'm so gonna butcher it. Um, imagine it like a math equation, like like a typical math equation. Mm-hmm. One hundred plus something equals the right answer. So the right answer could be a hundred and one, but you need to try one in that spot. And it's kind of like you won't find out. You have to keep guessing. Mm-hmm. other things it's not like an equation where you can be like 100 plus something equals 101 where you can like see oh we, if we just add a one that's rarely how it works in engineering it's really that straightforward if it's a worthwhile problem it's like we need to find we need to get this answer from this and we're just going to try everything we got until we hit this yeah. like green light basically exactly um it's just if, to me it sounds like hell but to you it probably is really exciting like, yeah it's because when you hit what what happens when you like when you first Got that fan mm-hmm. with the with the lights on to really make that shape for you. What's that feeling like? Like, what is that? So I actually had like multiple phases of this. Like the first iteration that I had was like super simple. Um, I think I had like I three D printed a piece and put it like on top of the fan. So like initially, like when I first got it working, I was like, "Yo, this is this is awesome. <laughs> I have something going on." Like I think the first time I had it spinning, it was a clock that was that was um, displayed on it. So really. I was like, Yo, the first time, the first thing you did was a clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. That's yeah, it was great. Um, I was like, yo, I finally got this done. <laughs> but then, of course, um, as an engineer, I wanted more. You know, I'm like, okay, not how good can I get it to be? So there's always that, like, okay, let's keep on going with it. Mm. You know, and I think the reward for engineers as they like get things done is as they get closer. You know, like you'll start here, and the closer you get the more exciting it gets, you know, and the more that you get back from it. Mm, it's like it's like chasing the dragon type of thing. That's what they say with, like, drug addicts. They're like, oh, you're chasing <laughs> yeah. it. I'm chasing it. But that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like you're chasing those chemical reactions in your brain to trigger. You're like, oh, I did it. I made it even better. I made it smaller. That's what these iPhones, you know, we yeah. made it smaller. We made it smaller. We can bend our technology now. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a thing really like you know like those bendable phones like um, the ones with the screens like is that really still a thing? I know people I think are trying. It has that. to be. I know like Samsung was like experimenting yeah. experimenting with it at like one point. I'm not sure if it's like still a thing that's going on. So can't give you too much information on that. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like your well two things? One, what is like a current pat passion project you're working on? Something that maybe like. Maybe it is your website. Maybe it's just something like for your per- personal portfolio or something you find interesting, like a per- current passion project. And then if you don't have one or if after that you explain that one, I want to know like what like the goal I want this thing to be, like the, the greatest possible engineering feat you want to attempt. Um, start with whatever you're doing right now. Do you have anything going on right now, like passion-wise? Yeah, I have a couple of things. I think I can answer both of those questions. So currently awesome. – um, I want to create like a Christian social media app because oh, I, I feel that. like that's something that's like not really out there, you know. It's not. It's um, not like, what like Christian mingle. That's like a dating app. Yeah, it's like a dating <laughs> app, but like it's no fun. Um, the thing is, like you know, this every social media app is great, but then um, I think adding that like faith aspect will be intriguing and like attractive to like another set of group of people who mm. do have that faith aspect being part of like their daily life, um, and you don't always have access to like other believers as easily in today's world totally. compared to um 
compared to like you know just being able to access like people through Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Which is something it is. we're totally gonna get into in about yeah. ten minutes. By the way, <laughs> but right after yeah. you answer this next question, I will, we'll talk about that for sure because that's yeah. now I'm interested. Okay, so next, um, like I guess you, the highest goal. What is like? Um, yeah, like I want to make clean water like for everybody type yeah. of goal. What is the best thing? Um, for the longest time, I've had this like itch. I'm like, yo, I want to create AI that is like truly i guess you could say oh, oh. yeah it's all right. <laughs> uh, i guess you could say as like conscious as possible um okay clearly you can't ever make something or at least i don't think it's actually possible to make something that's like truly alive but just like chat gpt it's something that can speak to you like a human mm. i want something that can learn like a human and express itself like a human so when i said that when i said the whole thing of like it's hard it's impossible to make something that can learn or like when i said it's very difficult to make something that can learn Mm -hmm. you must have just been like i mean (laughs) it's that's i agree though i agree it's like there's so much that has to be done for you to create like something that can truly learn like that and so that's why i kind of like that was my initial idea Mm. like i sort of like i was like all right let me you know bring it down a notch you know i think that's we like, learn a little first exactly you know like, they always say uh i think einstein said it he said if i was given an hour to solve a problem to solve a problem i would spend 99 i'd spend uh 59 minutes on the problem and then one minute on the solution wow. like you just need to know what exactly it is you're doing what you're handling and i think the biggest flaw with us learning how to create something that learns is we don't understand how we learn. We don't know much about yeah. our brains, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we know some. We don't know how dreams work. We don't know how... Because in me, we're dreaming a third of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, or we're, we're asleep a third of the time. We don't really... We understand what we're, our brain's doing, but not, like, how valuable it is. We're not, like, what it's adding. We don't know how important it is to memory recollection. All these things. We don't know why we dream, what it's really doing, are we storing, like, yeah. what are we doing? I mean, like, we don't even know what sleep is for. It's like, why <laughs> we don't, like yeah, wow. ideally our body gets restored, but, like, our brain doesn't need sleep, you know? Yeah, so like, why? why, you yeah. know? And um, so it's it's interesting. I feel like we're focusing too much on the solution mm-hmm. because it's so intriguing and it's so interesting. Like, I want this thing to learn, I want this thing to learn, I want it to learn so that it can, it can help us and it can learn with us and we learn with AI we can become, like, this, like, fused species that's what it probably mm-hmm. is going towards but i think we need to focus more on the brain figure out why this thing works so then you can make it work somewhere yeah. else gotta look inside first you know look, look inside look yeah. on the inside think inside the box mm-hmm. first time someone's ever said that I bet. <laughs> um but yeah okay back to that other app so the other app would be to connect um people with faith like young people specifically um, or you just feel like just people almost anyone i guess um like it would probably be more attractive to young people yeah um to start but i i think i would make it open to everyone and i've had like i've written down so many cool ideas for this um like spit i have this like in here what's up spit spit, spit, spit some out i want to hear some if I, you have if you want to i don't know i don't want you to give away the keys to the cat yeah the thing is i've like written so many things down and like my memory though is like not the greatest so like i can't <laughs> bring it back up like right now yeah, but like yeah, yeah. i have like this you know place this notes app that i just like write things down and i like so i'll be sitting there and like i'll be thinking about it and like i'll get so many ideas just like coming in and um 
you know, I'll write, make sure I write them down so I don't forget. Right. But as far as like remembering them in my mind, I guess that's why I write them down is because <laughs> I'm not going to hold them. Yeah. You forget more than you remember. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say I want to ask a couple questions about uh, you as a man of faith. Right. So where where is the original influence? When do you and then when what are moments that like have, I guess, increased that connection? Mm-hmm. You know. So growing up, I, I was always surrounded by family that was yeah. um, that was into that faith. You know, people that were going to church when, when, when they can um, and stuff like that. Um, back in Haiti, I was not introduced to it that much. But when I moved over here to the U.S. to live with my parents, I like every Sunday was like, you know, get ready for church. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. Mm. Um, and so that was the initial influence. Um, but as I got older, like I, I grew to the point where I didn't want it anymore. Like I was like, you know, I'm not part of this religion thing. I'm going to church, but it's like, it's not giving me anything. I'm just going to stop. Like, and I ended up getting into like a lot of like personal family conflicts because of that part of me that like didn't want to be um, into it anymore, you know? And I, honestly, like at some point I ended up literally just like getting up and leaving my parents' house because yeah. I didn't want to go to church. And my dad was like, yo, you're either going to church or you're not going to be in this house. And I was like, I'm, I'm gone. Like, you know, I was <laughs> oh like, I'm out. That's wow. like how bad it was at some point. Yeah. I laugh, but I laugh because no, you know man. what I mean. Yeah, I, gotcha. I laugh, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But continue. Yeah, so this faith wow. has been um, a work in progress, you could say. So Definitely. Um, yeah, so after that point, you know, few few months passed. Um, I ended up, you know, like, of course, getting back with my parents, like making sure that everything was good. Um, repairing that relationship. Um, but as far as the faith part goes, that part was a thing that I had to um, learn on my own. And I think that's the thing with faith as well. You, I don't think you can ever force someone to learn it. Mm-hmm. it ha- they have to want it. It has to start from the inside, right? Someone has to want it before you can force it on them, right? You can try to talk to them and like to coerce them, push them in the right direction, but they have to be part of that process because you can't just give it to them like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Initially, this was like actually back when I started, like, sorry, college. Um, this, there was this point in my life where I just was, I was feeling super lost. And I just had like this, I don't know if it's just me, but like, there was this part of me that like could not live without understanding life and just the universe and just like everything as a whole. I was like, I need to know like what is life, what is doing, what's the meaning of this. I couldn't live without it. Like, it was burning like into my life like I literally could not like I was looking everywhere I couldn't like go a day without like what is this like how do I learn more about this so um I guess maybe it was part of me growing up with that religion in my life to the Mm -hmm. point where like after leaving that empty spot needed to be filled um so maybe that's what it was or maybe there's just a it was like a just a part of like yeah exactly that you know existential dread stuff going on so I ended up like going back into like my personally, I was like, you know what, let me take an actual look into this. Let me see if God's really there. Let's see what's going on. Um, so I started like, you know, spending some time like I would pray. I would read a little bit like the Bible or whatever. Um, I, I've had, there was some other books as well. I was looking into um, trying to build my faith. And initially, of course, you get, there's some you're going to have to like put a little bit of it work into it. Right. Um, like right now, like the Bible says, like you have to get close to God before he gets close to you. Right. Yeah. It has to like, it's like a, you know, two person, um, two person process. So it got to this point and this thing's super cool. Like I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, 
but it got to this point right and i'm like just i was just like sitting on my bed um in my like in my college dorm room one day and i'm just sitting there and i don't know if i was thinking or i don't know if i was doing something specifically but i remember it was like my eye was opened like it's the weirdest experience like the way that i can explain it is that there's a specific veil or this specific thing that this like divide i guess that's over your eyes and your heart that you can't see unless you like seek it you know so right like at that moment literally like it's just like something changed in like physically like in my mind like something physically changed and all of a sudden i was like yo how did i not know this before <laughs> like all of a sudden it was just fixed like my whole dread like me worrying all that wow all of a sudden i just in that moment i just understood it's like i saw something differently just a random moment like you literally it's just sitting there like and all of a sudden i'm like yo how did i why was i so worried like how did i not know this it's just like my eyes were open i was like bro the big bang this stuff i know it's confusing why, why was i letting that um bore into my mind like that um and like big bang is probably like definitely a thing um but i i was looking for something deeper than that yeah. so i was like why was i stopping there you know there's more to it than that yeah um and at that moment it just you know my eyes were open it was weird yeah not but. to drag you back into that time in your life but it is a very uh like life is absurd you know mm -hmm. it's just it's so absurd <laughs> like it's like that's crazy like the answers that you're given I don't know. What what bugs me sometimes with people that shoot down religion in any sense. Um, yeah, everyone can believe whatever they want to believe or not, whatever. But mm -hmm. when people say, like, it's just so unbelievable or whatever, it's like, how do you believe? I'm like, yo, you're just, you're telling me that all the shit that we're taught is, like, a little, is, a, is like, more believable to you? Like, not that it's, yeah. not that I don't think it's true or, like, whatever, it's just like we're all just like a speck just flying around this infinite space where it's like if I talk about this too long, I'll freak the fuck out. Like you're telling me this is all easy to grasp and that you can make sense of this and like it it's something that isn't isn't fucking out of this world crazy. Um, like that's crazy to me to, to say that. Is any more uh, to say that and that is more like concrete than like there being a god or there being like a, like a higher power or something it's like i almost feel like that's more likely especially as we just keep making these computers like mm -hmm. what if one day we just make a world in there and program all this stuff yeah. like we're not that far away from it like we are but we're not so i don't know i feel like especially nowadays i think we're gonna start seeing an influx of people going into like their faith um mm -hmm. going into like finding you know whatever god they follow whatever scripture they follow i could see people because of how much we seem like we're puppet masters sometimes seeing like, Oh dude, if we, if we like somehow did develop another 4,000 years without extinct extinction or killing ourselves, um, who's to say we couldn't do the same thing. And that's only 4,000 years, yeah. you know, in the terms of like, like billions of light years, like it's, that's not even a, a blink. So, uh, it's really, that's really fascinating. And I love the idea of, um, you kind of got lucky, like a eureka moment almost hit you. Mm -hmm. And it took work, but some people don't ever have that, like, that shining moment yeah. to, like, bring them in. Um, but maybe do you feel like that's all because, like, maybe they don't really want it? Like, do you think that it in their heart, 
heart of hearts that it's something that they don't want? Or do you think it's just like it happens for some people and not for others? I think it definitely, I feel like it definitely would happen for everyone. And the thing about it is that it takes two things, right? It takes actively seeking for it. And then when you get that answer, when you get something back that seems to push you in the right direction, it takes belief, Mm -hmm. right? It takes a leap of faith, literally, to get to a point where, yeah, exactly. Like, it literally (laughs) takes a leap of faith to get to a point where you're a bit more comfortable with the knowledge that you've received. You know, you have to, like, literally sit there and say, I choose to believe in this thing. You know, maybe you have to, like, say... There's something more than me out there. I don't understand everything. It doesn't seem like to fit like how it needs to fit. But the thing is, it's not like, you know, God, higher power. It's not like they don't want you to know these things. They understand what you're going through, all the questions that you may have. But ask those questions, you know, like I understand like it might be weird or some things might be like kind of off, but ask about it, you know, inquire. Right. That's the biggest thing. A true someone that's truly of of their faith i notice are a lot happier than people that aren't um following a religion or belief of some sort um would you say that you feel like happier or is that like just a dramatization of what being faithful means you know no i think it definitely fills a hole like literally like it fills a hole in your heart like um at some points before in the past like i've had this sort of like lost feeling, I guess you could say sometimes. Like I'd just be sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, I just feel it in my heart, like this feeling that's like where I'm lost or um, just this negative feeling that you, I couldn't seem to get rid of, you know? It's relatable, um, I get it. Yeah, so it's like, and I, the thing is, since I've gone into my faith and stuck with it, I've not had that feeling anymore. It's like really? I'm comfortable where I am. Um, constantly growing. I have someone or something that I can uh, put my faith in and understand that they've got, even if I don't have it figured out, they've got it figured out, you know? Your parents must have been elated when you when they got that phone call. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they Yeah, they were definitely happy that I was, you know, back into it. Um, and Did they relate to that moment? Um, or do you think they were truly brought up on it? And, like, that's just life for them. Like, that's just, it was, they were born with it almost. I think that's more on the point of them, like, of it just being life for them. Like, because back in Haiti, like, faith is a big, big thing. Like, everyone, like, almost, you know, Haitians are, like, super religious as a, um, as a race. Yeah, I think so. Um, Or as a nationality. So they're all, like, really um, into their, like, religion thing, you know? And I think growing up in Haiti, it's just, like, it's automatically just given to you. It's part of your life as you're growing up. Uh, would you say, do you go to church every week? I do, yeah. Did you go yesterday? I did. Wow. What was that? So what would you, what do you feel you get from church? So church is, I like to say that church is gym for your soul. Oh, shit. That's pretty that's, good. Yeah. That's that, makes sense. That, that instantly made it all make sense to me. I've exactly. never understood why, why people would go to church. That Literally. makes sense to me. Yeah, so... If um, to actively stay stable in your faith and to grow, to learn, you need other believers. You know, you need other people that are um, going through the same things as you are. 
um, and you learn a lot. Like God will speak to you through sermons and through learning these things. Like I've had so many experiences where I've prayed about something and then like next Sunday I'm sitting there and like all of a sudden they're talking about like the subject that I've asked about. Like it's like, yeah. yo, how is, and the thing is a lot of the times I'm like, kind of like, I'm like, yo, how is this geared towards me specifically? Sometimes, cause like, sometimes it's like some really specific subject and I'm like, there's no way like out of random, like this dude's just talking yeah, about this. Like, like, oh, Wade actually. Like, <laughs> like it's, that's how it like, feels God, like, literally. So it's like, personal. bro, really? Like, it's so personal, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, bro, um, so like that's kind of like how you learn, you know, how God works is like through right. these experiences where he, I guess you could say he winks at you throughout life. That's a um, common saying. Show you. God winks yeah. at you. I don't know mm-hmm. where I've heard that before. I, that's a thing, right? That's like a saying. Yeah, yeah I've heard that before. Um, what's another thing? I had another really good question. Now I'm, I've lost it. Oh, I need God to guide me to my question. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. Um, but anyway, I was thinking something else. So, me, my experience with religion, uh, not that it matters as much, this is your episode, it's all about you, by the way. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I feel like with me, I've noticed, like, I had a very dejected sense towards religion for a long time, and I think I hit a similar moment to you, because not everyone's going to be religious, you mm-hmm. know, not everyone's going to be, well, what what um, type of Christian are you? I am non-denominational, so I don't relate to a specific denomination. Okay, all right, yeah. no, that's actually... That makes a lot of sense. I think that's really how you want to be. Like, there's no, there's really no going to specific, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. I'm picking yeah. sides. Like, the Bible, like, goes into that. It's like, you shouldn't be saying, I'm of this person or I'm of that person. It's literally, you're following Jesus. That's that's the end of it. Yeah, you know? that makes a lot of sense to me. So, I like, yeah, if I were to be religious, that would be what I'd be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I hit a similar, not an epiphany, really, Um but I don't know, maybe it's just me maturing more than anything. But, like, I used to not, like, rag on it, but I'd just be like, ah, oh, like, I remember I had to go to CCD. And, like, i go to, like, church sometimes. Not much. My parents didn't go to church much. But we'd go, and I'd be like, oh, I don't really want to be here. Like, I don't really believe this. And then um, I know somewhere towards when I started, in maybe middle school, tech and iPhones got too good. For them to say, like, to pass off the Bible as, like, true, this is all 100% certain. Some, I, I feel like my instructors were starting to say, like, use these as, like, analogs. You know, they're stories. Some, some are stories to, like, send you in the right direction. And they're, like, not embellishments, but, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word that they were using. But they were trying to pass it off as, like, like science and religion work together to build the, the story of our life. And I felt like, I don't know, it was just turning me off. I was like, I, I didn't like the way that they were trying to like mesh them so much. Cause that's not, I don't want science from going to religion. Maybe that's what it was as me as a kid. I was like, I don't want to be in science class. I'm not trying to learn about like evolution right now. Like mm-hmm. that's not what the story is. And at least not from what my understanding was as a kid. I think it's just cause it switched that bugged me. And then as I got older, I started realizing just how impactful faith can be for people. And I've seen people like come from awful situations and rise because of like faith. When people have nothing else, that's typically the only thing you do have. Um, And how can you not love that? Like, how can you not have so much? I have so much respect for it. I love it. I'm interested in it. But me personally, it's just not like something that I do. 
something that I practice. I don't pray. I just um I just do kind of what I need to do. It's a very self centric life, but it's what I do. <laughs> just I'm not gonna sink nobody's ship, but I don't know if I'm gonna be on um part of the water anyway. Yeah. And I don't know, I just feel like I've noticed people more towards my side at this point where everyone's really starting to put a lot of respect towards religion and I'm wondering if more people will start moving into it as well. Um, do you feel like you're seeing people move into it or you still feel like you're like one of one in a million out there? Um I think there's always gonna be that community that's there, um, and I think it's definitely growing as well because yeah. The thing about being a Christian is you're asked to spread that faith, right? Mm-hmm. If you knew something that was like literally amazing, life changing, it was like the best thing that happened to you. Why would you not want to share it? You know, True. like why would you keep it to yourself? I find a new pizza joint. I tell everybody you exactly. Know? You know, like that's, that's the whole goal is to like experience it yourself, see the truth in it, experience the goodness in it, and then spread that. So, um, and sometimes God will just straight up ask you, like, "Yo, you need to do this." So you go ahead and you do it. You know? Right, right. Have you felt that push to like do things and say yeah, things? Um, like I like the experience that I talked to you earlier, where I felt like had asked a question, you know, prayed to God about something, and then gotten an answer like literally like the next Sunday. So right. like that's literally happened to me. Like before church, I was like, "Yo, God, should I be doing this?" Because like I felt like I should, but like I was kind of like scared. Like I didn't have that push, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then before church prayed about it and then during church literally like an answer happened like literally that same day like wow. he, the whole talk was about it that's like really cool. that day so it's like all right you know what? he's telling me to do something so i'm gonna do it um i was gonna say have you so you, the reason why i reached out to you in the first place was because of what you said about prayer on your mm-hmm. instagram story um first of all should, can you repeat that like sentiment what you were saying if you remember it was about like the way people pray and like mm-hmm. asking and receiving and all that yeah of course yeah so the biggest thing about prayer is that it's you speaking to god who is your father you know like he's your creator and he knows everything about you what you think what you do he knows that and through prayer you're supposed to have a personal relationship with him right you're supposed to be talking to him like he's someone that's part of your life, right? The Bible says to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength, you know? So love him mm. with everything that you have. And part of doing that is literally, like, if you had someone you loved, best friend, girlfriend, whoever it is, um, would you literally just speak to them, like, once in a while when you need something? Like, no. it's good to actually have a conversation with them. Um, and that's the part, that's, like, the thing with prayer is, is, like, you want to sit there and speak to him, and the thing about this, it's like the most, it's the most precious experience. Like, I didn't know, and the thing is that like I've been religious for like you know, I've been part of this thing for like a lot of my life, mm. and this is something that's like developed pretty recently. Like, I didn't know it could get like that intense. Like literally, like I felt so much love and so much light, I guess, in my heart through this experience. And like literally, you'll just sit there, and it happens constantly. Like, like every day whatever how often it is that you want to do this and talk um you know spending time with him can be just reading the bible um how like praying but like praying that specific way is like yeah you do want to pray and ask for stuff like hey um i need this god can you help me with this help me get this done and that you should pray like that normally right you want to ask for things when you do need it Mm -hmm. but it's also the time when you sit there 
and you say, hey, let's talk. You know, let's have a conversation. This is what's going on. Like, you know, this is how I feel. Um, and like, you know, this is not me just asking you something, but this is just me having a conversation with you. And so that's super, super duper important, you know, and you develop that love and um, that will to love him through right. these conversations that you have with him. And you feel like he knows you, you know, he really exactly. knows like on a day-to-day basis, even good days, you know, it's not just mm-hmm. praying for bad, when bad shit's happening, when you need something, but it's like, I had a good day today. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this conversation. I'm gonna spread this, like, almost like with yourself, like within within yourself, um, because yeah. it's hard for a lot of people because you're not hearing words back typically. Exactly. You know, yeah. some people have he yeah have heard words back. He speaks, but not all the time. He's yeah. afraid. Like you know, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Ferb. He's Ferb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he silence or silence? Um, yeah, Ferb was pretty quiet. Okay, exactly. Yeah, uh, but it's that's kind of what it's like. What it sounds like, like people say, people could pray for years and feel like they're it's just kind of going. And it's also good to just get out um, of your if you have bad energies. I'm big on like just speaking on it, writing stuff down, getting it mm-hmm. away from you. Um, I, if I, if I'm thinking something, if I don't like, like something that's going on in my life, I'll write it down, I'll write about it, I'll like, trash piece of paper. Um, I guess it's just like my own sense of prayer in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's kind of another thing. That's an interesting point. Do you feel like everyone, so you being someone that is in belief, like you believe everyone's a child of God. Yes. So some people, but some people don't ever follow. And some yeah. people. So, so what's that? What's everyone's a child of God in some ways, as in He's their Creator. Yeah. Um, but there's something deeper than that in being a child of God, right? You be you're a child of God when you're converted and when you become His child and when you accept to be His child, right? Like He wants you to be His child, but not everyone starts off that way, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Can you, you think that's everyone's like destiny? You feel like in um, a lot of ways. Yes, He wants to have a relationship with you. Um, he wants you to be with Him, and He wants to know you. Um, but not everyone's going to want that. And he gives you that free will. Like God doesn't say, um, I'm going to force you to do this and make you do this. Mm. He says, I made you. I gave you this free will in life. You get to choose what you want to do, but I want you to love me. And if you want to get certain better things, if you want to get to heaven, do this and that, then you can only get get that stuff through loving me. Wow. You know? Yeah. What were you just going to say when I interrupted you? you I think you reached uh, out. Said, I was just going to ask for some uh, clarification. You're good. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I clarified. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just the connection. See, that's what I, that's my belief in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Let me, let me try to explain this to you. I just believe in, and I guess a lot of it's just analogs for other like types of religions, believe very similar things. But it's just that we as like a human race, we as like a culture, we as people, are like we are the energy like we are god in a way I don't like wanna, connected yeah we're connected we're all very connected like i can sense there's a reason why you can sense what someone's feeling yeah and um, like that universal consciousness kind of thing yeah exactly that's exactly yeah. that's a good way to put it that universal consciousness i don't feel it and i don't think it's too specific i don't think it's too obvious either but i do think that like i believe in some forms of karma maybe not in the way that it is put in like old scripture of like i don't even know what religion that would be like buddhism buddhism I think. yeah something like that. but i believe just when i hmm, how can i put this 
sorry. I'm trying to think. When I, like, say I've, like, pickpocketed some gum from CVS. Mm-hmm. Say I did that. Um, let's say I pickpocketed some gum. If something later happens to me, like, two weeks later, and um, it's negative, I have something to point at where I'm like, oh, I deserve that. Yeah. I think people should feel like they deserve good things to happen. And when bad things happen, it should be so happens, coincidence, just random. But Mm -hmm. good things I deserve. And that's where I feel karma comes from. That's what karma is to me. Like, if something bad happens, I don't want to feel like I caused it. You know? I want to feel like it's random. If that were to be karma in some sense, and something bad happens, I think the best reaction possibly in my... my um, in my opinion, would be to like try to learn from that, right? Maybe not just say, okay, whatever it is, it's like it just happened, but maybe try to learn from that. Um, but that's, that's what point. I would do, yeah. I think, because um, it's a really good point, because I think I also, and I think those ideas coexist, because in a lot of ways, like when something bad does happen, I still, I usually can draw it back to me, you know, in some sense, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um some things really just do be random, you know. Some okay. some good things too, just do be just random. But uh, about ninety five percent of the time, if something bad happened, even if it's like, what else was I supposed to do? It was probably because of me. Um, to if it's something bad happens to myself, um, there is an answer you can give, and I think that allow that gives you more free will, makes you feel more like I, in control of your life and who you are. Um, but what is like what what is the um, where in Christianity does that kind of get? Like the whole karma situation? Karma, like, yeah, like your ability, like how much credit and you should give God versus yourself. Something like um, that. That's interesting. So scripture is not too obvious with that. Um, it basically just says, yeah, do to others as you would like to do like unto yourself. So like treat everyone just yeah, like that's facts. Um, that's facts. <laughs> but on top of that as well, God makes the sun shine on the good people and the bad people right he's not um i think people what people get out of life is based on what work they put into it right like he's not gonna like yes if you do something bad to someone and something like something bad may happen to you um through it but it's not that god punishes you specifically because of that i don't think um if someone's going around like killing people or something like that um, they'll eventually like get caught by police or something like that, but I don't think God works with karma in that way. You know, mm. like that's not how He affects you. I think He works in karma through the way of blessings. Right? If you're good and if you see good things, He will bless you. Right? He gives you gifts. Positive reinforcement. Um, positive yeah. reinforcement. Yes. That's really cool. I think um, another thing on that karmic re- uh, idea. Because I feel like we're like a universal conscious, like we are one, I feel like it's almost like as a race, like if I do more good stuff, the energy's up, like mm-hmm. our good energy is up, everyone is happy. If I, if you leave here happy, maybe you do something you wouldn't have done otherwise, like go out of your way to be nice to somebody, paying it forward type of idea. Yeah. Because um, if someone else is happy, that's good for all of us, if someone's mm-hmm. happy. Whereas if someone's upset, that's bad for all of us. So you're transferring bad energy out into our people. Um, like if you murder somebody, that murder, that serial killer you <laughs> use as your example, 
he kills three people, that's like killing himself. That's a, that's us hurting ourselves. That's mm-hmm. us as a people going negative. Um, but also with every negative thing, a lot of times like good things come from it. Back to what we said in the very beginning, when you're talking about your like switch in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, with like your with like your work, like you leave school, things happen, personal things happen, and then you find like something that really interests you. And that's a good thing that may not have happened otherwise, at least not in the way that it has, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So negatives can lead to positive things too. And I think that's another big piece. That's a lot of where your faith can come in. Because if you're in a really shitty situation, that's like all you got is faith. And I think that's where those people find like, not their reason to live, but their reason to keep pushing and keep being like strong, you know? Um, Okay. Now, aside from the faith, I know we've talked about that for a long time, but I, I really had a lot of good questions. I appreciate you answering them very yeah, honestly. Of course. Um, so you, how long were you in Haiti? <laughs> um, yeah, up until I was 10 years old. like literally, 10 like, years old? That's a yeah. long time. Uh-huh. I lived Damn. there for, most, like, for a good bit. I, I can't say that I remember too much of it, though. Really? Um, I think being that young and just um, not being out a lot, so I don't really remember very much from that experience of being in Haiti. Um, do you remember coming here? Much? I do. I and do. like the difference, I guess, like the feeling of being in a different environment. Yeah, I mean, if one thing that happened the first time is that, like, literally, I um, so I moved over here like a day before my birthday. Um, a so I happy think, birthday, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I moved over and like the next day was my birthday, so I had access to cake. Like, this is a funny story, but like, literally, I ate so much cake. That since then I've just like never looked at cake the same way. Like seriously, since then like yeah, to this day like, you don't eat cake. I I I'm about to eat get it, some cake after but this. like fuck, it's not the same way. Like literally, like <laughs> it's, it's not just, the same. <laughs> I killed myself. Bro. I just ate like so much, like half the cake, bro, all by myself. Hey, was so, it like a, was it a big celebration though? Like were you really pumped yeah, about yeah, it at like, the time? Was you know, it because like, you were here too? And like was uh-huh. it like a kind of like a dual celebration in a way? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was also my dad's birthday as well. So his... oh sh- wait, your dad's birthday and your birthday? No, 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 no. His birthday's on the fourteenth of June and mine's on the twentieth. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't mean to like. I just I was just fucking. I do this thing when like I'm filling in what other people say, <laughs> and I fucking hate it about myself. I really <laughs> do. I hate it. So when I do that, I try to stop because I'm always like, "Oh, you mean it?" Instead of just letting <laughs> them speak, which would be it's all good, bro. Especially for a podcast, you'd think I'd let you speak. Uh, but yeah, it was your dad's birthday. Day six days prior. Six days prior, yeah. And then your arrival day. Yeah. And then so your he, birthday. He just celebrated celebrated when I got there. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. go crazy that week. Every time um <laughs> every time you're Well what week is that? The week of the fourteenth through the twenty first? Second week, third week? Third I week think? of January? June. June, sorry. Yeah. June, third week of June, you should just like go away every year. If, yeah, just like when, if and when you have the money yeah. um to do that. That'd mm-hmm. be sick. Like from the fourteenth to the twenty first, you're yeah. celebrating all the things that are so good. And my life. sister's birthday is on the seventeenth, so it's just like Damn, really? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo, that's like a see that's that's God right there. Yeah. For real. That's like that that's the type of shit that makes me want to pack up my shit. Yeah, you could say that, but thing. like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of taking like the God thing a little bit up there, but For sure. Um, and I don't mean it like but that's the thing. That's why I don't mean it like literally, I guess. I mm-hmm. just feel like some things are out there 
just to prove stuff. Like Exactly. Yeah. And that's just one of those things like, oh, all three of us are born in the same week. It's like that's just awesome energy for that whole mm-hmm. week. That that week should be the best week of your year every year. Yeah. Um, because it's just so much positive and everyone's feeling it. True. And I, obviously, you know, the older you get, your birthday becomes a little less exciting. You know, like when I'm 58, turning 59, I'm gonna be a little pissed. It's like, dang uh, man, damn, I'm fucking <laughs> another one of these. Though. Holy shit! You know, <laughs> um, how old are you right now? You're 21. 22. 22. Mm-hmm. So you're turning 23. Um, I, yeah, yeah, because I'm 21, turning 22 in April. Um, and they're still exciting. For now, mm-hmm. birthdays are still semi exciting. What age do you feel like you're gonna be like, oh man, like I'm really turning this age? Right Honestly, now? I've never been like too big of a birthday guy. Like I don't like my birthday. I feel like some people like they're like so. I don't know my my cousin for example like she's like when it's her birthday like everything's got to be perfect like literally like mm. you know she does like a lot about it. Um, I'm perfectly content like going out and eating with my friends. You know, like totally. I'm perfectly content just like you know just seeing a few people that I don't see normally like celebrating with them. Um, and if that doesn't happen, if it's just like another chill day, I'm, I'm fine. Like, that's how I feel about my birthday. I want my birthday to be a reflection of my year in a way, you know, like, cause mm-hmm. that's my year. That's a year for me. You know, like everyone celebrates New Year's Eve like crazy. That's my year. Like yeah. that I've been here. Um, so I, I usually will end up celebrating pretty chill. Maybe go out to you with some friends, kind of like you, but Something that not bugs me. It sounds stupid to say it bugs me, but when someone reaches out to me on my birthday, and I hadn't in my in the last text before that was my last birthday, <laughs> um, or me so me telling them their birthday, I'm like, this is not a relationship. That's yeah. not what this is. Like mm-hmm. we need to work. We we need to work on this. Whoever that is, whoever that may be, or don't text me, or I and I shouldn't text you either because yeah. that's that's not what that is. It's not what my birthday. That's something's is. missing there. Yeah, I want. I really, but the thing is, if they were to send that to me, like, two months earlier, have you ever gotten a text from somebody, I don't know how how much this happens to people, but I send people these texts all the time, where I'm just like, hey, I was thinking about something, it made me think of you, like, just wanted to let you know, like, you're in my thoughts, whatever, like, just positive vibes, not on your birthday, no holiday, mm-hmm. just sent it to you, have you gotten one of those? Um... Not too often, I want to say. It's rare. But, sure. yeah, it's definitely rare. Um, I think it's a positive thing to do, just, like, to let somebody else know, like, hey, um, I I see that you're, like, an important part of my life, and I want you to, like, know that just yeah. because you're in my head, like, you're in my thoughts, you know, you're taking up space in my mind. Totally. Um, you know, you're someone that, like, I actually appreciate, you know, just letting them know like that. I think that's a good thing, positive. Yeah, and I, I, I've receive maybe like one or two texts like that in my life or someone just hits me up on a random out of the blue and just tells me that basically like how important I am in their life and it's such a fucking that feeling is so much better than every birthday text I've ever gotten in my entire life times 10 cause it's just like I'm yeah. really on their mind you know it's, it's like, one thing yo, when I'm supposed to be on your mind but I'm really on your mind and we like especially if it's someone that I like maybe I've grown distant to over time you know sometimes you know you're just fucking you're busy Mm-hmm. You're busy, and um, life's busy, and you have things you need to do and projects that you're handling. You have friends that maybe you haven't talked to as much. Like, I know you played football, some of your teammates maybe. I know my teammates from basketball, even when I was younger too, like young ones. Um, maybe every once in a while I should just reach out and just be like, hey, 
how you doing? Hopefully yeah. you're doing good. Thought about you the other day. Um, sending some love. Yeah. Um, and those are some like deep relationships. Like playing a sport with someone for like four years of high school or however long it is. Oh. Like spending like days together, like practicing, doing that. You grow like in that relationship, and it's yeah. like you learn to be part of their life. And eventually, like you'll want to like when you're looking back at those memories, you'll be like, yo, this is dude. You know, like how how's he doing? Like. Yeah, you know, I'm about to hit up Tevin after this. Yeah. I, I was literally <laughs> just thinking about Tevin. I'm not even kidding. Like, I was thinking that is just guy. Like, yeah, he's both Tevin, our guy. Bro. He's Seriously. on both our teams. That's our guy. Um, yeah. I want to have him on the podcast soon. Actually, I've been meaning to have him on for a long time. He'll be, you know, mm-hmm. he's ridiculous. You know, he's really yeah. he's lost a lot of weight. He, I know. I've seen him. Right, Tevin. Yeah, yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. he looks good, man. Mm-hmm. I saw him play some hoop with him actually. Um, over the. I saw him where? I was playing basketball. Uh huh. Playing some hoop. And I saw him, it was over the winter break, mm-hmm. and he walks in, and he's, like, half. Like, he's he <laughs> looks cut in half down the middle. And uh, not that I ever thought his weight, because he was always so big and yeah. tall. Mm-hmm. I think there's two different types of, like, being heavy in my mind. Like, if people, someone's, like, heavy and they're, like, they don't look like they're taking care of themselves, like... Mm-hmm. It, don't, it has nothing to do with their weight. It has everything to do with, like, I guess how they're presenting themselves. Because mm-hmm. if I've seen, like, really, like, heavy dudes or heavy girls, whatever, that are just, like, that still, you know, they do themselves. They look nice. Like, they put together. I know that they're, like, Tevin does work out. He played football. Played yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. These people do do these things. Just, you're just a little heavier. That's just a body shape. Um, I always felt like he was one of those people. I was never like, oh, he's fat. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, Tevin's like I don't know. I guess big bones, you could say it. Like yeah, he was. All, he's just big. Like, mm-hmm. Can you imagine growing up that big? Oh, Tevin's gigantic. Yeah, he's been that big since we were ten. Like straight <laughs> up. Like I, I had him. He was in my elementary school. I mean, mm-hmm. He was always gigantic. Just the biggest kid I knew. Yeah. Um, speak, I see. I gotta get him on here. I'll have to have the camera like this. But <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta get him on it. I don't know why I did all that. Oh, it worked out. Um, but yeah, okay, wait. We are, how long do you think we've been going for, if you were to guess? 45 minutes? We're at an hour and 10 minutes. Hour and 10 minutes, hour wow. Hour and 10 minutes. So the time flies, yeah. It really does, dude. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, a great thing if I can get the person to say under, because usually that means that I did a good job, or at least mm-hmm. that they didn't hate it. Because this can be a lot for people. Yeah. This is strange. You know, it is different, yeah. Um, especially since we didn't know each other too well mm-hmm. coming in. Um, I knew enough about you just because I feel like I know a lot of people that know you for some reason. Uh, and you're you're one to come up in a story for some reason. I don't know why. It's like okay. yeah, I was with Wade, and then this and this and this happened. Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah, <so> dead serious. <laughs> like your name just comes up randomly, um, probably because of Tevin. And then, <laughs> but yeah. So what was your what would you say your experience was like on the podcast? This has been great, honestly. I think you've got something good going on. Um, definitely seem like you've prepared for it. Like you have all the, you know, all the tools. Um, you know what you're doing. Like you're, you're like. It seems like you have the education for it. Like you're, you're asking correct questions, keeping it going. Like I didn't feel like at any moment that like I was um, missing anything. Like you were definitely very kind about it as well. Um, so I think it was a really good experience. Appreciate that. Speaking of people that say things very well, you, my friend you should get into some type of radio or some type of something because I feel like the way you put your words is the way I want to put my words. Like, I think a lot of times it's just word vomit comes out and people are smart enough to pick out what I mean to say 
and it makes it sound like maybe I'm saying something smart or in the right way, but you will take a really broad question that, I'm, that I've thrown at you. I do a couple at you today, some pretty big ones. Mm-hmm. And you've condensed them really well, and you answer them very concise, and then explain yourself after. I thought you were a very good speaker, just so you know. Thank you. Um, yeah. What would, what would your app be called, actually, before we go? What would your app be called if you were to make that faith religion app? Are you actually working on that? I think that's something that's um, I'm, like, starting, like, on the really early phases, like, just putting things together. It's, like, mostly an idea right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't even have, like, a name down. Yeah. When it comes to naming things, like, you know, you're going to want a website, so then, like, that name's going to have to be unique. You don't want, mm-hmm. like, anything that's, like, too common because then, like, you know, you're going to have to, like, they're going to charge you a lot for that website name. So you got to figure it out. Um, I don't have anything at the moment that I've thought about. Um, you know, I've got, like, color scheme. I've thought about, like, um, a few features I've written down. Yeah, but your notes app's chalked. Exactly, bro. It's, like, out here. It's out here. Um, I really hope that anybody, I know you, you being a man of faith, if you have any questions, you can go to Wade because you're very friendly, so friendly, so Mm -hmm. easy to ask questions to. You were so willing to come on and do this, not knowing me that well. Um, but yeah, people have questions, everyone that, everyone that is religious, if you know somebody that is, you're, you're wondering, ask your friend, they will talk to you about it. They love, it's your job as a a human, your job is Mm -hmm. to spread um, the faith to people that are see- searching for something. Exactly. Um, so if you have any questions, any further questions, if I did a bad job and you got more, come ask Wade. Um, find him on Instagram, whatever. I'll, I'll tag him on whatever awesome. this is. Um, yeah, Wade, I really appreciate your time on here. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And bye-bye, everybody. I'll see you in the next one.